Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I will be sharing our, mine and Danny's and our, our baby Poppy's conception story. And no, the baby's on earth name is not going to be Poppy, but it is there in womb name since the, when we found out that I was pregnant, the baby was the size of a Poppy seed, which is just so insanely wild. So yeah. We'll be sharing the conception story for baby Poppy today. And no, I'll not necessarily be sharing the dirty details of the actual deed, but do want to be talking about how I conceived, what went into it ahead of time um, that that makes Danny and I believe that made the process so seamless and how I just knew I was pregnant before you know, even the tests would have told me so, um, including early cravings and what those cravings also might mean. So let's go ahead and jump in. The first thing I want to chat about is temping. And this is going to be, if you are a client of mine, you probably have heard me talk about temping all the time. I think it is the most valuable tool when you are of childbearing age for birth control or for conception. It is like a light switch that you can turn on or off. Um, but it is important for me to just firstly call out that we were not actually trying. I also hate that language, um, and have actually stopped using it at all in my work over the past several months, because trying to conceive implies that it might not happen. Um, if you were working for someone and you said you try to do something as opposed to I'm going to do it, it plants the seed of doubt. But, um, so I don't typically use that language anymore, but for the sake, we were not having sex when we conceived with the intent intention of conception. Um, and I am well-trained in fertility awareness method. So I quickly want to just, you know, talk about what went wrong or rather right. Um, so we're going to stay tuned to like talk about all of that, um, because it was all about user error and I knew better, but I think it was meant to be. And this is definitely still an advertisement to use fertility awareness method, but I would not have been as careless as I was if we were not really open to this happening a little bit earlier than we had intentionally planned, right? Um, but you know, we would have been more cautious if we weren't okay with that. Um, and our intention was to conceive in the months following Burning Man. And it happened right when we got back from Burning Man. So um, it was just an early blessing. 
So we did use FAM for birth control fertility awareness method and primarily relied on the temping aspect of that since it was a practice I did for so long. If you're not familiar with temping and what that is and what that means, it is a way of tracking your cycle and a way of knowing when ovulation has occurred. So after you ovulate, your body temperature will spike. This is because your body starts making progesterone, which speeds up your metabolic rate and then raises your internal temperature. So after you ovulate, the corpus luteum, which is the leftover sac that the egg was in, starts pumping out progesterone, which makes your body warm up. And so we see that thermal shift when you're tracking your temperature, your basal body temperature every day upon waking. So from menstruation until ovulation, body temperature is low. And then you see a thermal shift after you ovulate until the next bleed. Um, I personally use a temp drop. I recommend it to all of my clients. It makes temping so, so easy. Again, this was hundred percent user error. I'm going to talk through how it happened in just a second. Um, but if you are looking to use a temp drop to start tracking your cycle and I highly recommend, I have a discount code for it. I'll put it in the show notes. It is like the best thing that's ever happened to me when, as far as temping goes, but why did my temping practice fail? Why did my fertility awareness method not exactly work? And actually, like I said, I think it hundred percent worked um, in the way that it was supposed to, and the universe was supposed to. So we went to burning man the week before we conceived and I didn't bring my temp drop with me. So the temp drop is this beautiful, amazing tool. It also is a little bit pricey. Um, it is an investment and it is something that you wear overnight as an armband, you know, every night. And so I didn't want Burning Man is like a really dirty place. We do not glamp there. We do not stay in an RV. We stay in a nice Kodiak. Thank you to our friends, Max and Caitlin for lending us their Kodiak every year. We stay in a nice Kodiak canvas tent that is by the end of that experience. And even halfway through a dusty home, it is not a, you know, burning man is a dirty place. We have an outdoor shower that we use, you know, but it is not, um, the most clean environment. And so I didn't want to bring my temp drop with me because it's something that I wear in bed every night and I put it on my body and I didn't think I was going to be able to wash the band in a way that was going to, you know, be really good for it. And I didn't want anything to happen like sand to get inside the temp drop because, dust at Burning Man is just, it gets into every crack and crevice of anything. So I didn't bring my temp drop with me. Now I had had an incredibly regular cycle since having the, you know, what starts with a C ends with a D, um, V I R U S <laughs> almost nine months prior. I had that around new year's of 2020. Two. Um, and so almost nine months had gone by and I had had an incredibly regular cycle since I had had an irregular cycle with that coming down with that sickness. And so I was supposed to ovulate like mid to late burning man. And, you know, had had a really regular cycle, didn't bring my temp drop was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to be regular. I was checking my cervical mucus while we were at burning man. And my cervical mucus was showing exactly what it normally does when I'm fertile, nice and egg white cervical mucus. So I figured I was ovulating at burning man, which was, this is the issue with, I was basically relying on the rhythm method, which is not effective because we're not actually looking at all of the bioscience. So if this is anything, it was just like why fertility awareness method is so awesome when you use all of the all of the tools available to you. Um, and so we used protection while we were at Burning Man. And the one time actually we had this like very 
beautiful, serious spiritual moment where we were like, well, actually, should we intend to conceive during this session? Um, and we decided not to, and I'm actually going to speak to a little bit more on this later, um, because I think that this was part of what ended up really changing the course for us. You know, our intention was to conceive in the months following Burning Man. We had this moment where we were like, I don't know, maybe it feels right. Should we do it? Should we not? Maybe this isn't the exact right environment. Let's not. Um, and I do think that this came into play later. So we got home and I started using my temp drop again, you know, the day after we got home and my temps were coming back pretty low. Now, again, first half of cycle, from the time you start bleeding until you ovulate, your cervical fluid or your temperature comes back lower and then it spikes. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. I really thought I ovulated at Burning Man. That's weird, like that it's coming back low. But my temp drop for the first time ever was also giving me a low battery signal. It was saying that this is, you have a low battery, you need to change it. So I figured it's probably not getting an accurate read, low battery, low temperature. I didn't think that much of it. I was really like, ah, whatever, not a big deal. I'll order a new battery. That's probably why it's doing that. So we had unprotected sex two days in a row um, while that temperature was showing low temps, but also low battery. And then the next day I saw that temp spike and I had this immediate OMG, I bet we're pregnant moment. And this was not a low battery <laughs> issue. This was a low temperature. Um, and Burning Man was a really stressful experience for me this year. Uh, maybe I'll report record a podcast more about Burning Man and why it's such a beautiful experience. And also it was incredibly challenging. The weather was rough, a lot of dust storms, a lot of heat. It really taxed my body in a pretty major way. You know, my sleep schedules were totally wonky staying up till, you know, sunrise, sometimes trying to get good sleep but getting too hot in the tent by 10 AM. So getting, you know, an average of like four hours of sleep, some nights, super stressful. Plus, you know, we traveled on two planes to get there. Like it was, it was wild. Right. And so I'm, you know, now in hindsight, hindsight is 2020 burning man was a really stressful experience and it delayed my ovulation. So over the next eight or so days, a couple things started happening in my body. I started craving dairy like a mofo. Okay. And like, I don't usually eat very much dairy. Suddenly I'm buying milk at the grocery store. <laughs> Danny, my partner is looking at me like, what is going on with you? And I I'm looking at him. I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, all I can say is I need this right now. Like it was not a want. It was like, I, I couldn't even control my limbs from stopping and grabbing the grass-fed whole milk at the grocery store. And now, you know, again, hindsight is 2020. Craving milk is a sign for iodine, which is super important in pregnancy. And, you know, I typically do a lot of seaweed and uh, seafood to try and get more iodine, but clearly my body was asking for more. I also go to the store one day and come home with eight different types of raw cheeses and all of the fixings for a picnic, including a bottle of natural wine, which I, I rarely drink, generally speaking, like I just rarely drink alcohol, but I come home with this like 
super fancy bottle of natural wine, eight different raw cheeses and like plan the most romantic of picnics. Um, and this was actually the day, um, before, well, I came home with that two days before, but planned this picnic for the day before we ended up getting a positive pregnancy test and, you know, knowing that I was pregnant. And I truly feel like this was a channeled message of, enjoy this moment of getting drunk in the park and eating all of the things that you, I'm doing little air quotes around this, shouldn't eat more on that in a future episode. I have continued to have some raw cheese during uh, this pregnancy, but you know, had this moment of like a channeled, go get drunk in the park with your honey, eat all the raw cheeses and enjoy every second of it. Um, because the next day I woke up and just knew I had a feeling Danny left to go play tennis and I didn't feel alone. It was the most interesting feeling of laying in my bed, hearing the door close. He left and just being like, there's another energy here. There's another space. And so I debated taking a test. It was technically a little too early for it to show up, but you know, I did it. I ended up actually, I was on the phone with my sister and I was like, should I do it? Should I not? Like, I just, I just know, I don't feel alone. I feel something. And she's like, nah, don't do it. Just wait till tomorrow. Like, you know, doesn't, it's not going to change anything. I hung up and I was like, yeah, you're right. And then I hung up and immediately went and took a test. We had one just sitting around leftover from honestly, I think years ago. And voila, there was like this very faint second line. The next day I took several more just because it's fun. Right. And yeah, it was just such a beautiful, wild experience. And it was this interesting thing though, where like, there wasn't an element of surprise. Like, yes, there was like a little bit of a surprise, but it wasn't like, Oh my God, this is crazy. What a surprise. It was like a deep knowing of yeah. Like, I think I knew the second I saw that temp spike after we had had unprotected sex for two days, because this was the first time that Danny and I had had unprotected sex. We used to use condoms during a time that I was fertile. Yes, we have had unprotected intercourse, you know, during times that I was absolutely sure that I was not fertile using fertility awareness method the right way. And, you know, waiting until I had three days of elevated temp spikes, we would use unprotected sex before then. And then once we knew that I was very regularly ovulating around day 17 was the day that I typically ovulated, you know, we would do for the first few days of my cycle, um, unprotected sex as well. But this was the first time in our seven and a half years together that Danny and I had had unprotected sex during a time that I was fertile. What a blessing. And I will be the first person to say that for it to take three, even up to six cycles for two perfectly healthy and fertile humans, it is still normal for it to take that amount of time for the right egg to meet the right sperm. That is beautiful. That is normal. But a question I've been thinking about a little bit, and as I've mentioned, you know, I'm talking about this to friends and, you know, sometimes even with family, right. There's this, um, element of people being like, well, I'm glad it was so easy for you. You're so lucky. Right. And so I've been really thinking about like, how did it happen so quickly for us? Right. This was the first time that we had ever had unprotected sex at a time that I was fertile, whether or not it was with the intention of conceiving. Right. Um, whether we knew I was fertile, I have been very, very adamant about tracking my cycle and only having 
unprotected sex if we knew I was not in a fertile window, except for this cycle for years. So like, there's a few opinions floating around between me and my partner, um, Danny's and I, Danny's main theory, and I will also echo it a hundred percent is that we practice what I preach. What do I mean by that? I work as a fertility coach. I work as someone who specializes in helping women balance their hormones and improve their fertility. Right. And I have spent the last five plus years focusing on my own fertility, right? I have been off of hormonal birth control for six plus years at this point. And I spent the first couple of years of that really healing my hormones, really recovering from what 10 years on birth control did for me, really navigating. There wasn't a ton of information about this when I started, you know, this journey and this work, like really doing a lot of trial and error, working with herbalists, doing, you know, the cycle thinking work, like all of it, right? I also eat a whole foods based diet hundred percent of the time. I never eat fast food. I never eat processed junk food. Like I don't have a bite of Halloween candy when it's sitting in a bowl at the nail salon. Like I have zero interest in that. And I, I eat a whole foods based diet hundred percent of the time I cook my own meals or my amazing husband has been cooking a lot of meals during the first trimester, but you know, we cook our own meals at home 90% of the time. And I'm really mindful about oils and sugars and quality of our meat. I'm really mindful about all of this. I make sure that I get enough protein. I aim for 80 to hundred grams of protein a day. And I'm really good about that. I don't drink caffeine aside from the very occasional matcha or like a tiny sip of someone's coffee. I cycle sync my food and movement. I'm incredibly cycle informed when it comes to my mindset and everything else. I track my cycle, right? I pay attention to all of the signs. I track my cervical mucus. I track my temperature. I'm very cycle aware. I'm mindful about my alcohol consumption. I will oftentimes go a month or two without having a drink at all. And if I do drink, I'm very intentional about what those drinks look like. I prioritize my sleep right? I try and go to sleep during before 10 or 11 to get those optimal hormone hours. I make sleep a priority. I wear blue light blocking glasses. If I'm, you know, interacting with any screens before bed and I always read before bed, like I have a really healthy sleep hygiene. I work on my gut health actively. I live a low toxic lifestyle, right? I've, you know, cleaned up my products for years. We use air filters in our homes. We drink on, you know, we drink filtered water, even when we travel, we drink filtered water. Like I manage my stress. We, we do all of this stuff. You know, Danny also has been supplementing and supporting his sperm for some time. We eat according to the, my fertility framework, which is something I teach to my fertility clients and to my clients who want to just be fertile because it's a part of being a woman in a lot of ways, right. Is like focusing on this fertility and recognizing that being in a fertile body lends to so much more than just birthing a baby. But, you know, so we eat according to this fertility framework, approximately like 80 to five to 90, 90% of the time. And overall I've been intentional about everything from my hormone health to egg quality and so much more, right? Like there's also been this spiritual aspect of it where we talk to spirit baby, on a regular basis, you know, we connect with our spirit babies before we go to sleep every so often. I touch base with spirit baby during my daily activities. Danny and I both keep these lines of communication open and let spirit babies know that the cosmic runway is open. 
right? That we want them. We love them. We are like building a life that is welcoming to these spirit babies. And we've been doing this for years, years before we were ready to conceive. I remember laying in bed when, before Danny and I even lived together before, like multiple houses before we lived together, laying in bed and, you know, wishing spirit baby good night a year or two into our relationship, which is five or so years ago from now. And so, you know, we were really intentional about making our bodies excellent providers of healthy sperm and excellent providers of healthy eggs and an excellent host to this embryo, which has become a fetus, which will become our baby. Um, and to the soul as well of this being that we're bringing into our family. And a lot of, you know, a lot went into this in advance that allowed it to be so seamless, to be so easy. And of course I am so insanely grateful, like so grateful. It makes my heart explode with gratitude and like just, oh, so yummy, so juicy, so, so much gratitude. And I'm also really grateful. So I'm really grateful to like God, the universe, et cetera, for being able to, to meet me and co-create here. And I'm also really grateful to myself and to my partner for putting in the work ahead of time for years to set us ourselves up for this really beautiful experience. Um, which leads me a little bit to my other reason why I think that this happened so, so quickly for us is because, you know, one of the reasons I got into fertility work is because fertility issues were always a huge fear of mine. Um, the shadow work and doing the beautiful work that I do with my clients and helping over 36 women get pregnant and have healthy, beautiful babies over the past couple of years, which is 80% of the women that I've worked with for fertility, um, is real. Right. And even though I have helped over 80% of the women that I work with specifically for fertility, get pregnant, have healthy babies, I hear wild, crazy stories. And I had been doing a lot of spiritual work on my own to clear limiting beliefs around this that had been circulating in my space for months prior to knowing our conception time was coming, right? I knew that we were planning on conceiving in the coming months. And I had really dove into like the shadow work, the spiritual work to help clear some of those stories that I felt like were lingering around me and some of the limiting beliefs that were coming up around that. And I chose to believe that the universe or God was supporting me and co-created this. And I choose to believe now that he gifted that they, the universe, the spirit, divine feminine, the divine masculine, like God, however you think about it, gifted this ease to me. Um, I also think that that moment that we had at Burning Man, which was the realest, you know, we'd had like smaller moments of, should we do this? Should we not? Right. Like in previous, um, sessions, <laughs> but this was the realest and closest we had ever been. And it was like a very spiritual and special moment, um, while we were connecting our bodies in this, like very, in our souls in this very intentional way, um, at Burning Man. And I really felt like spirit baby knew the feelings underneath that moment and came back shortly afterwards to surprise us, to surprise his mom, you know, their mom and dad with a slightly early arrival, right? Um, like felt the energy, knew it wasn't the exact right time, but that we like didn't need to wait much longer. And so came to surprise us. 
it was really, um, and we're so grateful, right? That gratitude is just so ever present. So more gratitude for you for being here. This is like such a, um, exciting time for, for me. And I'm excited to share more about my experience in pregnancy. You know, I, I did a birth doula training years ago and I've worked as a birth doula. I've worked as a fertility coach. I've worked as someone who helps guide women on this journey. And it has still been so wild experiencing it firsthand. And I'm just so stoked to be able to pass along these downloads that have been coming up. Um, because they're, they're feeling very, important. Right. And it's definitely changing the way in which I approach this work. And, um, I'm just so excited for being able to deepen my own understanding of this process and to be able to support more women in navigating it for themselves. So, so yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, I also would love to learn about your conception stories. I think that, you know, my, my belief around these souls and spirit babies coming into our world when they are ready, right. Um, it's, it's so important that we talk about how these beings that end up becoming our children that are the future of our world are, are conceived and brought into this world. So please, I would love to hear your conception story. Send me a message at Stephanie Adler wellness that Stephanie is with an F you can check the show notes if you are unsure about how to spell that on Instagram, right? Instagram is like such a beautiful place for us to connect and share. Um, and also if you are planning to conceive and desiring help and support in the process to make it easier and more available to you, I am accepting my last private clients until late 2023 now. Um, in order to make sure that we have all of the spaciousness we need before I go on maternity leave, I am making more space for a few more private clients to come into my world. And then in 2023, after I come back from maternity leave, my private coaching is going to be looking very different. So if you have been thinking about doing this work for a while, now is a beautiful opportunity to do it. And let's work together to prep your body for magic, right? For baby making magic. And as always, ratings and reviews are so helpful in the podcast world. So if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and my baby puppy. <laughs> if you would please go and review the pod, give us some stars, let us know what you loved about this episode or this podcast in general, and stay tuned for more fertility, hormone, and gut health knowledge, stories, spiritual inspiration, and more. Thank you so much.